Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the fifth installment of What to Do. I am your host, John Gillick, and it is indeed my pleasure to be with you today um, as we are together every Friday and uh, doing our thing on this podcast. Again, if you want to get involved with this thing and uh, offer some suggestions, maybe be a guest, show up, hang out, uh, be my guest. Catch me at JJG5150 at AOL.com. You can reach out to me there. I'll be more than happy to send you some information and uh, chat back and forth with you. I'm also on Facebook, so if you want to look me up on Facebook, it's John Gillick. Um, I'll be more than happy to, uh, to chat with you through the Facebook as well. Um, a lot of positives on last week's podcast concerning music and the healing effects of music and music that just brings us to yet another level. And uh, it was suggested by uh, a listener to continue in that vein. It was a very positive, uh, very uplifting moment, as I was told by this listener. And a lot of you have, have emailed me already about the uh, effects, uh, positive effects of music and what music can do for you. As many of you do know, and I've said this a couple of times on different podcasts, I've said that I do teach music uh, to grades 7 and 8, and I also uh, teach a little high school uh, jazz band and a little bit of marching band with that. Um, I, I was thinking this week in reflecting on today's podcast, I was thinking about a lesson I taught my 6th grade general music class virtually. And as, uh, as, as everyone knows, our entire world has been now... Uh, narrowed down to a 14-inch uh, screen, and that's what we look at now for um, our information and things like that that we, we share back and forth. And I was explaining to my students about the music, uh, the rock music between 1960 and uh, now and things that have changed. And as I'm explaining things, and I'm, I, I thought back to my jazz history with the students, and I'm looking at every 8 to 10 years, it seems like there's a new thing that comes on the scene. It seems like there's always something brand new every eight to 10 years. And, and, and it manifests itself in a way that it, it's something that they latch on to. And as I was teaching the lesson, the current lesson that I gave them, which turns out to be their last lesson of the year, we talked about, um, I gave them six bands that kind of changed the way we look at music. Now, undoubtedly, there are way more than six bands that shook the foundation of the world of rock and roll as we know it. But I was, I was thinking about the bands, and I, in no particular order, it was the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, um, I gave them Led Zeppelin, and we talked a little bit about Van Halen, we talked a little bit about Springsteen and Kiss, and, and, and just the contribution that those groups have made. And it was really funny to see how one of my sixth graders chimed in and said, you know... I was going to go see Kiss with my dad. My dad's a big Kiss fan. And right there, I got the thought, man, it transcends. It really trickles down. It really breaks down to generations who, who just love that music. And you don't have to be the world's biggest Kiss fan. You don't have to be the world's biggest Beatles or Rolling Stones fan to appreciate you know, other forms of music and where it came from. And we were talking about uh, the Rolling Stones, and I said to the students, I said there was a exhibit that was in New York City that made um, made a, a Rolling Stones uh, backstage experience. They had a, 
the instruments from the different albums that were on display. Charlie Watts's drum set was on, his first drum set was on display, and they had a depiction of what their flat looked like in London, where Keith and Mick lived, and the band all hung out and things like that. And I and I think back to that day, and I went there with very good friends, Laney and Billy Conklin, and um, we were just astounded how many young kids and and grown ups and and families went to that exhibit and shared that experience. And I guess what we need to do more is just share those experiences, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I got the idea that some of these kids, even though they listen to today's music and what's out there for today's music, is, is quality. Like Billie Eilish. I would never have known about Billie Eilish and, and, and her brother, who's an amazing and accomplished arranger and producer, I would never have heard that unless one of my eighth graders brought it up to my attention. I would never have known about songs like Bad Guy and, and pull it out and let my band play it. But those are the moments of shared experiences. Shared experiences. And I remember as a kid, we used to sit around a dining room table on a Sunday and my mom would have on either WABC 77 or later on when I got older, she'd CBS FM on. And I realized that that was their oldies. That was their music of growing up. And there was our shared experience. Because I didn't want to turn the radio off if I heard Elvis Presley. Or if I heard Chuck Berry or I heard Little Richard. I didn't want to turn the radio down if I heard that I want to turn the radio up. So again, those experiences is what shaped me kind of as a musician. And you know, as you think about those shared experiences, you, you think about those moments where, you know, you bond with your mom and your dad or your, your cousins or your aunt and uncle. Your grandparents, even. I mean, my grandparents on my mother's side were huge classical opera. You know, they were, in, you know, entrenched in Italian opera. And we used to listen to that. And then when I went to college and we studied Italian opera, I was like, oh, man, I remember that. I remember as a kid sitting in, in the living room listening to the Italian opera. There again, shared experiences. You know, folks, we, we live in a world that's topsy-turvy, to say the least. We live in a world of uncertainty almost on a daily basis. We, we live in a place and time where we don't know what's happening next. We, we don't have a finger on the pulse, so to speak. The only thing that we could trust in is that we care for each other and we truly have deep respect for each other. That, I think, is the direction we need to go in. And, it, and I see it happening more and more. I see that shared experience of just being cool with each other. And I guess that's what the message was in, in a rock music world. You, know, you could have had all the flashy lights, you could have all the blood spitting, you could have the loud screaming electric guitars, you could have the gigantic drum sets on roller coasters, you could have all the pyrotechnics you had, you could be playing three-hour sets and things like that. And It still boils down to the guy next to you digs the same thing you're digging. And the girl in the other row is digging what you're into. Shared experience. You know, and I think that's an important thing. There's a great place here in the town I live in. Um, and I'm not, I'm not doing this for any other reason just to say, hey, this is a really cool thing. But there's a place in this town I live in called Soul Bowls. And it's an organic type of situation where you go and you order um, these bowls and they make them out of different fruits and vegetables and, and things like that. And every Saturday morning, um, you can go pick up fruits and vegetables there. You have to place an order earlier on in the week. 
they are such nice people. But to see the diversity in the line, old, young, middle-aged, long hair, short hair, didn't make, doesn't make a difference. It feels like the world when you go to Soul Bowls. And it's just a really cool place. If you want to check it out, check it out. I mean, I, I, I don't do this for promotion. I don't do this for money. I do this because I, I think we need, a, we need more voices that are positive. I think we need more, um, more in the world of love and, and happiness and, and just being cool with each other. And, you know, it's something I, I try to teach my students on a consistent basis, just being cool to one another, you know. I allow them to speak their mind. I allow them to um, be active in the decision process. And it makes them feel part of the scene. It makes them feel part of what we do is, is extremely important. And I'm, I'm seeing it in the essays that I asked my eighth graders to write at the end of the year about their experience in, in band and in music. And it's almost always... I never had more fun in a class. I never had the opportunity to speak my mind the way I did in, in band class. But again, that's a shared experience because I was allowed to do that. I had that experience as well. And I wanted to give that to my students. And I think that's the biggest thing we could take from the world that we live in now. I think that's one of the biggest things we can think of right now. Shared experiences. Be cool with one another. I think that's really important in this day and age. Reach out to somebody and, hey, I kind of dig that song you were just playing. Hey, I, I kind of dig that music. good friend of mine, a former student, Thomas Hardy, he has a wonderful music thing that he runs. I caught it last night on Facebook um, from the cave, and it's his basement, and he has, he's a phenomenal drummer, by the way, and he has his wife, and he has his friends, and they just jam on some great soul music and just great R&B and some some unbelievable singers shared experience you know I got to experience that kind of music through the internet obviously through the Facebook but I got to experience that and that is a wonderful moment I learned something new about that kind of music I learned something brand new and I think that's what you take away from the shared experience though you remember what you learned about that experience Folks, it's been great being with you every Friday. Um, keep the positive comments coming, or keep the comments in general coming. I, I, I listen to everybody, and I learn from everybody. So continue to, uh, to engage me on topics, perhaps. If you have any ideas, you have some thoughts about the show, you want to get in touch, it's jjg5150 at aol.com, or look me up on Facebook at John Gillick. Folks, it's been great, and let's make this thing happen. Here's what to do. Talk to you next week. Bye.